Welcome to Quit Bleeping Around, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve more in life. Here's your host, Christina Eanes. Hey, Super Achievers. In today's episode, I'm interviewing Nathan Hirsch. Nathan is a serial entrepreneur and expert in remote hiring and e-commerce. Welcome, Nathan. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. You have a very interesting background. From what I understand, you started started selling books out of your dorm room and turned it into a six-figure business. So can you share a little bit about your background uh, and to what you're currently doing? Yeah, so I, I was... Uh... I always thought that I was going to go to school, get a real job and work for 40 years and retire. My parents were both teachers. That that was the path. That's what they did. They're retired now. They're traveling the world. There, there's nothing wrong with that. But I learned at a very young age that that's not at all what I wanted to do. I mean, I was working 40, 50 hours a week from the time I was 15 on. My parents always made me have a summer job. And I learned a ton about sales and marketing and customer service. But I also just learned how much I hated working for other people. I I was miserable there. I was watching the clock every day. And when I got to college, I kind of looked at it as a ticking clock. I had four years to start my own business or I was going to go into the real world and and be very unhappy. So I started hustling when I got to college. I started a textbook business competing against my school bookstore. I created a referral program. So um, people started talking about me. And before I knew it, I had lines out the door of people trying to sell me their books to the point where I got a cease and desist letter from my college telling them, (laughs) telling me to knock it off. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So that was kind of my first glimpse into being an entrepreneur, right? And I mentioned my parents were teachers. I didn't really want to get kicked out of college. That wasn't, that wouldn't have flown. Um, So I pivoted a little bit and I thought it was so cool. I could have this Amazon business. I could... Uh, really have this 24-7 business, I just had to figure out what to sell. And this was 2008. E-commerce was so new. No one really knew what it was. And I started experimenting. I really had no rhyme, no direction, no reason. And I tried everything from sporting equipment to DVDs to computers to video games, all your typical college guy stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And I just failed over and over and over. And it wasn't until I, I branched out of my comfort zone and found the baby product industry, I randomly came across these these baby product deals online that my business really took off. So if you can imagine me as a as a 20-year-old single college guy selling baby products on Amazon, I mean, <laughs> that was me. And, and, and this business blew up. It, it, it blew my wildest expectations. My, my parents said that I should probably start paying taxes, right? Because it was my first time making money. And I met with an accountant. And the first question he asked me was, when are are you going to hire your first person? And I kind of shrugged him off. Like, why would I do that? That's money out of my pocket. They're going to steal my ideas. They're going to hurt my business. Pretty standard entrepreneurial excuses, right? Uh Uh-huh. And he just laughed in my face. He said, you're going to learn this lesson on your own. Well, sure enough, my first busy season came around the fourth quarter. Didn't know what I was getting into. And I just get destroyed. I'm working 20 hours a day. My social life plummets. My grades go down. And I somehow work my butt off to get to the other side. And when I do, I think to myself, man, I can never let that happen again. I need to start hiring people. So I know nothing about hiring. I throw a job on Facebook. This guy applies for my business law class. I don't even interview him. I just hire him on the spot. 
ends up being an unbelievable hire. I hit the jackpot right from the beginning. He's hardworking. He's smart. He makes me a good amount of money. And <laughs> there I am as this punk 20-year-old thinking, man, this hiring thing is easy. You post a job on Facebook. Someone shows up. You make more money. Your life becomes easier. And I just proceed to make bad hire after bad hire after bad hire, quickly learning how tough it is to hire people in person when you're 2021. 20, and I turned to the remote hiring world, the Upworks, the Fivers, and I made some pretty good hires. I have some people that are still with me today, but the process just took so long. You post a job, you get 50 people to apply, you interview them one by one. And I always wanted something faster, something that vetted people for me that I could put in a request and they would fill it, that had my back if anything went wrong, that covered replacement costs if someone quit. And I kept looking and looking and looking. And when I couldn't find that, I said, you know what? I'm going to build it myself. And, and that's when I had the idea for free up. So that's a short version on how I went from a broke college kid to books, to baby products, to eventually the idea of a free up marketplace. Wow. Definitely a super achiever there. <laughs> <laughs> So how, um, what is the process that you took uh, to turn essentially your problem into other people's solutions? Yeah, so I really got it out there with the minimum viable product. I tend to be someone that doesn't, I didn't, I've never written a business plan in my life. That's not my style. I'm a very short-term thinker, but not short-term to sacrifice long-term. I'm short-term in the sense that I everything's changing. Like e-commerce is changing, marketing is changing. If you go back 20 years ago, you can't run a business like you do today. So for me to predict what's going to happen, or on the flip side, for me to predict what the market's going to like or not like, just because I need something doesn't necessarily mean the world needs something. So I kind of proceed with caution and, and I got it out there with the minimum viable product. I said, here, I have a group of freelancers. I've already vetted them. I use them. I'm not using them full time. You can get access to them. You pay me a fee a, a, on every hour build and, and I'll protect you if anything goes wrong. I paid a few thousand dollars to build this really cheap, terrible looking software that people could clock in and clock out and clients could see the freelancers on, on their side and and that was really it. It had no other features. People would email me whenever they wanted a, a new freelancer. And I took that to market. And we listened to feedback on what people liked, what people didn't like, what features they wanted in the software, what type of skill sets they needed, what kind of pricing, all that stuff. And, and we really just built and grew from there. And over time, just entered the started in the Amazon industry and then went e-commerce and then eventually marketing. And the nice part about marketing is it kind of trickles into every other type of business. So that, that's kind of how we got off the ground, just listening to our customers, getting it out as fast as possible and, and making adjustments over time. And even now, I mean, we're not investing $100,000 into a project. We're listening to feedback and, and making small adjustments every single day, every single week. So you wake up in 30 days and 60 days and you're like, wow, we got a lot of stuff done. Wow. So it sounds like produce something that's good enough, get feedback on it adjust until you get to the whatever that person is doing level that they want. Yeah, I, I was giving advice to, to someone and I'm not a business coach. So I try to not give advice unless people ask me. <laughs> um, but someone they were doing research for their business. And I won't share what it is. But he's like, hey, I'm going to spend the next six months building the software. I'm going to do all this market research. And he's like, what, oh. what do you think of this plan? I was like, Listen, I can, I can only tell you how I would go about it. I would spend as little money as possible getting that minimum viable product done, and then I would take it to market and just get destroyed with feedback, even if people think it's terrible. And people are going to tell you what they like, what they don't like, and from there, you can make adjustments. Because you could spend 
four years working on software, working on an idea. And by the time you get it to market, it's too late or someone's already stolen it or they don't even like the idea to begin with. And you could have figured that out just by getting it to market years ago. Yeah. Uh, just in time development. Exactly. It sounds like, yeah. Well, I love that. And then, so what advice would uh, you give for an individual on how to both look for and identify an opportunity, whatever that may be, and then jumping on it? I'm a big fan of low risk, high reward situations. I I think a lot of people think you have to take risks as an entrepreneur, which of course you do. There's always some element of risk, but I like to put small amounts of money into lots of different things. And you're going to discover what works, what you're definitely going to discover what doesn't work. You're also going to figure out what you like, what you're passionate about and what your skill sets are. Are you better at managing people? Are you better at running ads? Are you better at making content? You're going to figure that out by trying lots of different things. And especially as you get younger, or not as you get younger, when you are younger, um, and you're in college and you've got your whole life ahead of you, to me, that's the time to take a lot of risks. You don't have a mortgage. You don't have a, a family and five kids. Uh, you can try lots of different things and see what you like and what works. And I mean, if you would ask me 10 years ago, if I'd be selling baby products on Amazon, I never would have believed you. <laughs> and if you had asked me five years ago, if I would be running a freelancer marketplace, I never would have believed you. So you've got to open yourself up, up, up to opportunities and try lots of different things. I love that. So try different things, see what you're passionate about and, and, um, the gig economy. So that's a big thing these days. Uh, can you share for those that are, don't know what it is and for those that may be interested in it? Yeah. Share some more. So you go back 10, 20 years ago. I mean, if you wanted to hire someone and you're an entrepreneur, you needed someone in your town or the town around you. You needed an office, which added overhead. You needed to hire people full time, which didn't give you a lot of flexibility. And if something went wrong, it was a lot harder to, to pivot and adjust. Fast forward to today and you can get access to all this different talent from all over the world at different price points with different backgrounds and different experiences. You can hire people full-time, part-time, project-based, and you really have that pure flexibility as an entrepreneur to pivot and try lots of different things, which I talked about before, and really take advantage of everything there without getting stuck into the, the high overhead or the full-time or, or anything like that. So the, the gig economy is booming. They predict over the next 10 years, over 50% of the workforce is going to be remote. And it's only going more and more in that direction. If you look at it from the, the people offering services, having one person as your client or your employer is pretty risky. They could fire you. They could go out of business. Not to mention you, you might have to drive and commute with traffic and the average person doesn't really like working nine to five. The average person isn't that productive working nine to five. There are people that are better in the mornings or at night or, or breaking up their, their shifts or their working times. So by having a lot of different clients, you diversify, you protect yourself, you get to focus on what you're passionate about. You get to get the flexibility to, to work. And, and as long as you can time manage, there, there's a lot of potential there. And from the, the hiring side, same thing. You can always hire people full-time, but you might need people part-time or project-based, or you can build relationships with different service providers you can go to for, for different things at different times. So it's really a win-win for both parties. And and as that as we continue to go in that direction, I'm really trying to position free up to, to let both sides take advantage of that. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I can have a team of people working for me and they're not really my employees. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So let's see, good enough, like just in time development, involving others and going after your goals. 
What are some other tips that you have uh, for someone who wants to be, I mean, quite honestly, like you for, you know, going after their goals hardcore? So one thing that that I figured out in the past few years that I wish I had figured out earlier, and I kind of touched on this before, everyone is productive at a different time of day. I was hanging out with one of my entrepreneur buddies, and he's most productive from like midnight to 4 a.m. For me, that's wow. crazy. I would never do that. <laughs> but I'm most productive <laughs> from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. That's my perfect time before people bother me. I'm Right when I wake up, my, I feel like my brain is refreshed. Not everyone is like that. But I find that if I go to the gym during that time or if I sleep in late or, or whatever it is, I'm losing the most productive hours of my day. So if as an entrepreneur, you can figure out, hey, this is when I can focus. This is when I can get the most done. And you're constantly maximizing that time every single day, every single week. That's how you're going to find the most success long term. And you can always adjust it. People change as people over time. But if you're if you're constantly working at times that you're not the most productive, how are you going to maximize your success over the course of a year? Yeah. Yeah. That's a uh, great advice. I, I too am an 8 a.m. or a 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. person. <laughs> I totally relate. Um, so can you share a little bit about, is it freeeup.com? Yeah, it's just free up, but it's got three E's in it. So we're a marketplace for pre-vetted virtual assistants, freelancers, and agencies. We get thousands of applicants every week. We vet them. The top 1% get onto our platform and then we make them available to people quickly whenever they need it. They just put in a request. We fill that request within a business day, normally faster. We normally send one person by default. But if someone says, hey, send me three, send me five, whatever you need, we're happy to do it. You can meet with them, interview them, make sure you like them. If you like them, you can hire them, negotiate rate, agree to fixed price, whatever you want to do. And if you don't like them, you can click pass and provide us feedback. And we'll get you someone else based on that feedback. So it's a pretty fast and, and efficient process. And on the back end, we have 24-7 support in case people have even the smallest issue and a no turnover guarantee. If someone quits for any reason, we cover replacement costs and get them a new person right away. So that's what we're about, the, the pre-vetting, the speed, the customer service, and the protection. And it's just a lot of fun helping business owners scale, helping virtual assistants, freelancers, service providers scale on their end. And it's definitely a lot more rewarding than, than pushing baby products on Amazon. <laughs> well, yeah, I think you're, you're getting a, a lot of people want the services they need and a lot of people work. So I love that. Wow. So you have provided some great, great information. Is there final piece of advice or anything else you'd like to add? Yeah, I'm a big fan of just diversifying. When you do find something that's working, and I did this back in the day, you tend to put all your eggs in one basket, whether it's hiring's hard and you make a few bad hires and you finally find someone you like, so you load them up with everything, or you get dependent on one revenue stream or one manufacturer, or even in your, your own life, if you're buying one stock and in, in, in your personal life, your personal finances, you've got to keep reminding yourself to diversify over time. You never know when something's going to change, when something, something's going to hit, when the whole industry Industry, the whole market would change. So you, you have to just keep that in mind in the back of your head over time. And every month, just take a look at your business, take a look at your personal finances and just say, how can I diversify more? How can I protect myself more? Those are wise words. Thank you so much for joining us today, Nathan. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. If you'd like to learn more about Nathan, visit his website at freeup.com. That's F-R-E- eeup.com Did you know that time is not your most limiting resource? 
To find out how to increase your productivity and have more time to do the things you love, visit secrettosuperproductivity.com.